Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Wednesday, September 7th. A river runs through it. Four rivers, to be exact. Today's scripture reading is found in Genesis chapter 2, verses 10 through 14 from the Message Translation, which reads, A river flows out of Eden to water the garden, and from there divides into four rivers. The first is named Pishon. It flows to Havilah, where there is gold. The gold of this land is good. The land is also known for a sweet-scented resin and the onyx stone. The second river is named Gihon. It flows through the land of Cush. The third river is named Hidekel and flows east of Assyria. The fourth river is the Euphrates. This is God's word. I know, you're really hoping I'll dive headlong into the waters of these four primal rivers and into the mysteries of this primal Garden of Eden, pulling out exotic Hebrew words with their guttural revelations and leaving you gobsmacked with penetrating observations that you've never heard anywhere before. Jeez, no pressure. I politely decline. Instead, I invite you to recline with me, and St. Francis, of course, on this big ledge of a rock overlooking their confluence as Jefferson's Rock. On the high bluff outside of Harpers Ferry, Virginia, overlooks the confluence of the mighty Potomac and Shenandoah Rivers. Thomas Jefferson said the sight of those two rivers and all of their primitive glory, seen by him but lost to us, was a sight that by itself was worth the hazards of the trek across the Atlantic. Now imagine these four rivers, surging and gurgling and shimmering with gold, with the sweet smell of resin and the glistening onyx, each rock a part of the glorious tableau as Mirabai Star continues and St. Francis of Assisi, brother of creation. Francis welcomes the rocks to his table because Christ is his rock. He welcomes flowers and herbs whose color and sweetness inspire us to sing God's praises. He welcomes fish and worms, crickets and larks, each of whom has its own special way of praising God. He protects lambs because his beloved brother Jesus is the Lamb of God. He allows only dead limbs to be harvested for firewood so that every living tree can continue to reach toward heaven. He even welcomes Sister Death, maybe Sister Death especially, who will receive us one day in her tender embrace and deliver us into the waiting arms of the Holy One. And yet, though he has no doubt that life beyond this life is life everlasting, Francis does not consider his corporeal existence to be a form of exile, but a reminder of God's loving kindness. The more saintly Saint Francis grows, the more human he becomes. His love of creation keeps him close to the earth, where he rejoices in the simple yet unutterably holy gift of being 
a man, a man so connected to other men and to women, to earth and sky, to forest and village and river and sea, to the tiny ant and the majestic eagle, to winter snowfall and the promise of spring sleeping beneath it. Yes, Lord, this. Now pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer. The more saintly St. Francis grows, the more human he becomes. His love of creation keeps him close to the earth where he rejoices in the simple yet unutterably holy gift of being human. How do we access this place? How do we belong like this? Where can we find the rock from which to view the confluence of these rivers? Lord, take us to this rock that is higher than I. And as I view the confluence of the great waters, loose my tongue to sing. This is my Father's world. Oh, let me ne'er forget that though the wrong seems off so strong, God is the ruler yet. This is my Father's world. Why should my heart be sad? The Lord is King, let the heavens ring. God reigns, let earth be glad. Lord, bring this song home to me, to us, as you fill us with a wild joy that spills over every vessel of the human experience, flowing back into the earth, giving birth to the endless unfolding of your creation. Amen.